This podcast is produced by Unedited. Hello Dreamers and welcome to The Dreamers Disease with myself Alex Manzi and this is the podcast where we aim to inspire you to become the best version of yourself through hearing the stories of inspirational people who are in the world following their passions and dreams because we believe that it's the disease of dreaming and not doing that causes us to live unhappy lives so we try to gain some of that wisdom and motivation from these people and try and apply it to our day-to-day lives. So on this episode I'm joined by Shaq aka Damn Shaq And he's someone who I've seen grow over the years because we first met when he was 18, about three years ago. And he started working alongside me at my previous job at One Extra. And he's always had this crazy positive energy, which I've always admired. And what he's done is he's he's allowed himself to use that energy to go out into the world and really do what he loves, which is playing music, DJing and just being himself. But as you'll hear through, you know, his journey, the whole thing hasn't been smooth as he recently hit on some really tough times and he clearly had to a lot to get off his chest here and it was quite good that in the end he was able to reflect on that and see the positives that he could take out of it and also you know be able to show more gratitude i guess for what he does have and the people he does have in his life so before we jump in i just want to thank you for listening if you're new to the podcast make sure you hit that subscribe button and if you also want some daily inspiration and motivation head over to instagram and follow the underscore dreamers disease but for now let's jump straight in and hear shaq's story damn 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 shaq, damn, shaq. <laughs> what's going on i'm good family man um I just got a pedicure and a manicure, so yeah. I'm feeling very, very, very good. Yeah, that's why you were late. You were late because yep. you decided to... Get a manicure and a pedicure because yeah. my good... Well, my little sister, Eva, forced me to get one. Forced I, you, so you didn't want it. I'm lying. She didn't force me. I was like, <laughs> yeah, insane. I want one. I want one. I want it. Is that your first one? First one, bro. I was so confused. You were chipping at my hand. I was seeing dead skin drop on the floor. I was like, I don't know what's going on here. The next thing you know, I looked at my hands. I said, oh my days. This means when I use my fingers for things that older people do, the girls are going to be happy because my fingers ain't dirty. But mate, even just like the fingernails just look. Look at my my hands compared to yours. It's peak, isn't it? Mad. Mine are glistening. (sighs) So you're feeling like it was a good move. Very good move. Yeah. Are you going to keep it up? Oh, regular? definitely. I said every time you go, I'm coming. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, I put it on my Instagram and I've already got like five DMs from yeah. girls going, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, I don't even care about girls like that, but if I get reaction, that means, yeah, they love it. <laughs> and what, um, so like, because this is mad, right? Because I've been having a lot of conversations recently about masculinity. Yeah. And exactly these things. Yeah. So you might so as well just jump straight in and I'm going to ask you, what, what's masculinity to you? Um, I don't even think of it like that. I just think, just do what you want, bro. Like, like it's as simple as that. Like, I feel like toxic masculinity is a real thing. Mm. Um, I feel like a lot of people, especially around me, I remember I come from a very gay area. So I come, I was born and raised in Lucian. Everyone around there is kind of like, oh, that's dead. Oh, that's, oh, it's, there's always a weird stigma behind certain things. Mm. And because I, like, one of... I know this, oh, this is going to sound mad weird because I hate when people say this. Oh, my my friend is gay. But like one of the people I looked up to when I was younger, his name was, well, his name is Jason. Um, but you may know him as JJ Revlon. Mm. Um, he used to take me to like multi-sports a lot. And like, I grew up kind of around his batch of people that were all like gay, bisexual. Yeah. So to me, I never saw it. Like I never saw that kind of thing. So- You didn't I, label it in a way. No, there was no labels to me. It was just like, these are just cool people. So now that I'm in this position where I've got kind of 
inverted commas influence, even though everyone loves to throw that word around everywhere. I just kind of like to act like myself. So yesterday, one girl had a, I think it's called Fenty Beauty, which is like a lip gloss. Mm. And she said, chat, can I put this on your lips? I said, yeah, go on then. And she put it on my lips for Instagram, for, for my story. So that's what, 27.7K followers. Slapped it, on, slapped it on my lips now. I made a video, it's funny, she uploaded it, I added it to my story. And like, that, that's it. What happens now? What yeah. are you going to say to me? Nothing. Yeah. It, it hasn't changed you. It hasn't changed anything bro, about you. I am a straight male that loves women, bro. Yeah. So that's nothing I do can is going to change that. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. if I want to go get a manicure and a pedicure, I will. I look after my face a lot. I get facials. I steam my face. I wash my face constantly i'm very very dramatic with it like the last three days i haven't done it and i've already noticed the difference mm. like i get my hair cut like nearly every week like i'm on this health thing i'm on mm. making sure mm. i look on point and you know even the beard's looking good the, the beard's coming in i've been using the beard oil you know what i'm saying yeah. the castor oil and them man there been using the coconut oil i use this next thing that i'm not going to tell you because you don't need to know all of the tricks of the trade and then yeah only thing i've not tried to get yet is waves so uh, so uh, my potential bae said she likes waves, so I have to <laughs> get explore it. the option. Might have to explore how to get waves. Yeah, sick. Um, all right. So because we haven't properly introduced you, can you just let uh, the listeners know who you are and what you do? Uh, my name's Dam Shack. Um, government name Shaquille Robinson. Um, obviously, got to give the govs and that. Uh, just in case feds are listening, they know that I'm a legit guy. Um, and then what I do, what do I do? I'm an entertainer. Joe Grind called me that the other day because I used to keep rambling on about the different things that I do. But basically, essentially, I'm an entertainer. I DJ, I present, um, I do radio presenting, online stuff, influencer stuff. I model to an extent. I'm not a model. Definitely wouldn't call myself a model because my model friends would kill me. But the way I act because I'm around my actual model friends that are doing bits, when it comes to Instagram, you would you could assume I'm a model. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, videographer, you know that because we used to work at One Extra together. Yeah. So social media stuff, I used to work below you. You was my boss, essentially. You used to hate me calling that, calling <laughs> you that. Um, and then, yeah, I used to do social media stuff there. And then, yeah, there's a load of stuff yeah. that Keeping comes busy, underneath busy. Shaq. And how, how do you find that all of that stuff Oh, yeah, dance as well. And dance, yeah. I'm as a dancer. Um, how do you find all of that stuff works together in sync? Um, so, basically, I used to do a load of different things just to kind of find, like, I would always jump because I'd get bored of something and then move on. Uh, and then I found DJing and, and it stuck. I loved doing it. But then everything slowly started to creep back. And now it works perfectly because when I dance on my Instagram, it gets amazing engagement. And then I know the technique and I know how to move to music without thinking. Yeah. So that means that I can then make a, a new dance video in the morning to a song that just dropped the day before, which then works with me promoting new music, which then also then helps with radio, which then also helps with DJing because I'm always searching for new music. So then I'm always a tastemaker in the music scene. So then that means people want to come to me, which then means... I don't know, like the social media side means I can post those videos and then chop them down to a certain amount, know how to get the best engagement, know when to kind of hit the audience. But it also this kind of like understanding of I'm now 
my personality, like my personality is how I kind of make a living. So yeah. that then means I don't have to worry about a lot of things. Like I can be myself, I can be free, free spoken. Mm. I understand that brands need me to an extent, like brands need me, like brands need us, do you know what I'm saying? So that means I can, as I said, move freely. I forgot what the main question yeah. was. No, no, that's was, was on like, track. Because I remember when, when we first met was like, Three and a half, maybe three years ago. Yeah, pretty much one of your first days at One Extra. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to shoot something together, I think, and it was delayed. So we went and sat outside and had a. You had a hot chocolate and I had a coffee. Yeah, remember I remember that? that, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had yeah. A chat, um, and I was trying to suss out who you were, and but I remember like just over that period of time, you. I remember we had conversations about you not really feel feel feeling like you had, you found your voice yet. Yeah, no, so I definitely. How, how do you think that over that time you've learned to find your voice and your kind of, like you said, your personality, your brand? Um, experiment, experimentation. Like, so when I was on Represent Radio, at first I was very much like, hi, my name's Damn Shaq. At the time I was even called Damn Shaq. My name is Shaquille Robinson and you're listening to the Shaquille Robinson show and represent 107.3 FM. Mm. It was very, like, corny and I was lucky I had a guy called Cass, um, Cassidy, um, you can know him as Cass Kid, very sick producer. Um, and then he used to just drill it out of me every show. He'd help me, he'd help me to extend my links. He'd help me to really gain confidence. Cause I used to vlog and I used to think that was the way and that's what I, I kind of grew up on. I thought I had to be that kind of over the top kind of corny mm. personality. Like an exaggeration. Yeah, that. essentially yeah. like, I personally don't listen to like Radio One. Not saying it's corny, but I just don't listen to Radio One. I only listen to it because I work there. I listen to like One Extra, um, like I listen to like Beats One. I was listening to Represent. Like I was listening to, listening to voices that are very much like mine. Mm. So it took me a while to realize, just be yourself. And then I think Cass told me one time, when you speak to the mic, imagine it as your best friend, Kieran. I said, okay. So every time I talk into the mic, I'm thinking I'm talking to one of my friends. So I'm speaking towards you now and I wouldn't sit down in a room and be a robot. So that kind of helped me, as I said, just to experiment, keep trying new things, you know. When I got into like the, even when I did that show, it allowed me to really understand camera and camera mm. presence and being yourself in front of camera, which is completely different to being yourself behind the mic. So yeah, man, it's just like, yeah, as I said, one more time, experimentation. Yeah. It's just sick because, like, I've you know I've seen it from quite close up. Like you're yeah, kind yeah. of, we've had so many conversations over the years of like the things you've been doing and like watching that evolution, and it's it's been really natural. And I think one of the the biggest things about you that I rate the most is that you're probably exactly the same online as you are offline. Yeah, yeah. Like we be we could be chatting right now and we'd be you'd be giving me the same energy, the same kind of chat, the same, you you don't put it on for the camera, you don't put yeah. it on for, you know, the interviews or just to be online, just to be a personality. Like, Thank you, I appreciate that it. That is your personality. <laughs> and I think like, it's good to see someone who, although you're quite like a extrovert in a way, like mm. in the way that your kind of personality is, it's good to see that you're, you're able to be comfortable being yourself mm. without like the filter of mm. the online world. Yeah, I'd say I'm a mixture though. Because I am an extrovert, but in the same breath, I'm an introvert. Because, so the way I am is like, I'm very like open and like, you'll see how I am online. And when I see you, I'll be like, yeah, let's take a selfie, everything. But at the same time, I love my own space. 
Like, I love my own space. Like, I don't really like people that much, but I love people. It's so weird. Mm. So, like, yeah, I can talk to you and everything, but then I don't like going out. Like, if I'm not DJing, I don't like to go out. I like to stay in my house. Um, I don't really like to party. Um, and it wasn't until I met my friends now, like, this batch of friends I have now, I wasn't going out. Because my batch of friends don't that are in my ends, they don't know, they don't really like going out either. Like they like to kind of just go to work, stay on the ends, do their thing, be on the like, not really gonna talk about what they do just in case. Uh, you know what I'm saying like, so yeah, it's a, it's definitely a mixture of the two. So people find it weird. So you might catch me on a day where I'm really just calm. Mm. It's not that like I'm different. It's just I'm on a calm day, and plus I'm a human being. So some days I might be down. You know what I'm saying? And you will know I'm down because I'm not going to lie to you and be like, oh, hi, bloody da Because then that would mean that I'm doing that, like the old style kind of presenter thing of just being like 100%, 100% of the time. So when when something goes wrong, everyone's shocked at you. But if I'm not 100% all the time, then you understand that, that I can dip to 60%. Yeah. And I, I, I find it's like getting that balance is quite difficult. So mm. how do you find the balance of being introverted and extroverted? Um, I just follow like my mind really. Like if it's like Shaq, today's not your day. Just stay in the house. Stay in the house. Shaq, you got a load of things to do to do with business. Get them done. Execute them. Then relax. Oh Shaq, you're on a on a hype today. Message your friends. Go do something weird. Cinema. Go find a new restaurant. Whatever. It's just like kind of just following like because my my life is very fast. So I just have to go with how I feel at that time. And then it allowed me to stop thinking about the balance. Because even if I'm out with my friends and something goes wrong in that moment, it could be anything. Like I got a lot of things going on in my personal life. I could get a text message at any point that could flip my day. It's about me also taking that energy and flipping it into positive energy. Mm. So a lot of the time I get bad news. And instead of getting the bad news, I'm thinking, oh, I just go, oh, calm. That's happened. But bro, look. This is happening for you. Yeah. Uh, you got this email in your, wait, wait, bro, you're living your life like a free bird, bro. You could be sitting down doing a nine to five, which I was doing for a long time. You know what I'm saying? And the nine to five can be anywhere, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize. Like a job is a job. So if I realized very early on, like early on, I can't do the sit at a desk thing yeah I can't, I can't mate you barely sat at your desk when we were working together you exactly around the office every Bro, five minutes. I, I have to move like i have to keep my mind active i can't do just sit down send emails send emails i can't do any of that type of stuff even in retail like like one of my favorite jobs in retail was foot asylum um when they put, they got me just before christmas temps so it basically was just a Bro, it was an adventure playground. Like, we were just having fun, whipping around. It'd be like, if I want to be upstairs, I'll be upstairs. If I want to be downstairs, I want to be downstairs. And the thing that runs through that is freedom. Mm. And I love freedom. Like, I love knowing that if I don't want to work tomorrow, I can switch my phone off. Yeah. If I want to take a holiday, I can book a holiday and tell anyone that's trying to book me, yo, I'm not available. And no one can't tell me no, but me. If I want to do something, I do it now. And it's that, as I said, it felt kind of like I was in a prison. I feel like, I watched one video on Facebook, yeah. Um, yeah, I still use Facebook and what, <laughs> yeah. And then it was like two, it was like a dad and his son and they both had color. Don't know what colors, like green and blue. The dad walked his kid and they walked past his violinist and he was in color too. But then everything else around him was gray. 
And everyone was walking around in suits, ties, holding their briefcase, and they were gray. And then the dad would go to work, the son would go to school. And soon, like, it took a while, but then they started to lose their color. Mm. And then they, it cut to them being at home, and they're both gray. And everyone at school is gray, and everyone at work is gray, and like, everyone at work is in lines just doing this. Everyone at school is just doing this. And the teacher's slapping the color out of him, and then the boss is slapping the color out of him. And then one day they'll walk in, and then the violinist that was in color, the creative, I like to call him, he's now gray. No, 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 not even gray, he's gone. He's not there. So the space is empty, but it's in color. So instead of them going to school and work, they jump in that space and start dancing, and then the color comes back, and yeah. then they walk back home and they're smiling. And then to me, it was mad deep. I watched it, I went, oh my, they, that's it. Like, we're made to feel like, society make, make, makes us feel like, especially from where we're from, is that you have to go to school, you go to primary school, secondary school, you go to a college, usually, or you might stay at the same sixth form. You go to university, you do your three years, you you are in debt now, by the way, just putting that, putting that out there. Um, and then afterwards, you find a job and then that's you for the rest of your life. Yeah, you might films then make you feel like you need to find love so from younger trying to find love and a lot of people they grow up especially for, again where I'm from you grow up in very disjunctive families so then you don't know how to treat women and then the women don't know how to treat the men and then we're both just viciously going against each other the next thing you know you're, you get a girl pregs or a girl gets pregs and then they're in the back, exact same position and then the cycle continues Yeah. then you teach your kids what you know and then that's it then you get some people that somehow burst off of that linear kind of cycle and then you find the creative and then it's just how long you can take the battering for before you make it to where you want to make mm -hmm. it and you can still be a creative and be lost yeah it still don't mean you've won because there's bare creatives i know that are lost that need help and they've been in this for years mm. i just kind of clocked onto it very early on i guess which is lucky for me and so have my friends so it's kind of we just work as a unit to just keep pushing each other and keeping each other up. Because I get low days. Mm. Yeah, we all get low days. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you just have to have a very good circle around you to keep you motivated and keep pushing you through all the garbage. Mm. What, do you, what do you do as like a, to help snap you out of the bad days? Um, so sometimes what I do is I just do, I'm, again, I love what I do. So I just start searching for music. Mm. And I'll sit there, I'll put my headphones on, I'll be in bed and I'll just listen. Find new stuff, go on SoundCloud, go on Spotify, just search, 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 so I can't search no more. Go on Instagram, look for new artists, artists of artists, artists friends. Message my friends, say, yo, you got anyone new? Um, in like one of my friends, she's very on point with the music thing. Actually, to be fair, all of them are. So they will just send me music in our group chat. Yeah. Boom, and I'll find it, I'll go, oh, this is sick, I like that. Then if I like it a lot, I add it to my playlist as well. So I've got a playlist on Spotify that I always update. So the way I do it is I always drag because for some reason Spotify doesn't allow you to flip it so your playlist always updates with the newest stuff at the top. Yeah. So I have to add it and then drag it all the way to the, to top. the top. So I do that every morning. I find new music, add, 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 and I drag all of them onto the top of the, on my laptop. Then when I'm walking around, I'm listening to fresh music all the time. So then if you're on that playlist, you're getting new stuff. Do you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So that to me... I'm helping someone somewhere find a new artist. So then that 
fills me with joy, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Or whether it be, I go out with my friends, as I said, um, and then we do something new. Like we're constantly finding new restaurants. That's like our new thing. Like we found this place called Wingsman mm. in Kilburn. Yeah. Yeah. What food? Wings, bro. Yeah, just wings. Wings. Uh, they got burgers, but the wings? Yeah. Ah, I think it's sweet, sweet and barbecue, something like that. Yeah, with sweet potato fries that have maple syrup on it. Oh. Dirty. Bro. Oh. Oh. With maple syrup on oh. it. Oh. Mate. Remember, I'm a foodie, so like that just spun me. Like, yeah. So yeah, it was just doing, just finding new experiences or finding new ways to elevate myself. And that automatically just doing, in doing that, it lifts me out of a low. And I rarely get lows now. Cause I feel like I've gotten to this point. I know it sounds mad, but I've gotten to this point in life where I've gone through so many bad things that I've become numb to a lot of things. Yeah. So I used to have anger management back in the day. So from young, I've kind of been taught to not react. So now that I'm older, at the time I didn't get it. I was like, why am I not in class? But then now it's kind of like anything, any disrespect, especially the deepest of disrespects, even to my face, you'll realize I'm very calm yeah, yeah. in a lot of situations, which is probably scary because you can be in my face and I'll be like, bro, just move out of my, move yeah, out yeah. my way. Like, I just don't react now. Yeah, but I think it's important, isn't it, to like not let your environment that's surrounding you affect you like that and get, bring out reactions in you. Yeah, because definitely. it is a reaction. It's not like what you're feeling deep down. It's just mm. a reaction to someone else's you know, whatever they're doing or the environment that, that's there and it's yeah. important, right? Um, but like, what what's the last time that you did react or the last time you had bad news the last reacted to? The last time I reacted is I was at this event, yeah. Never gonna mention what the event was, but I was at this event and this bad thing, bad things was happening to me at this event, bro. Like, it was the same day as Weston's album launch, well, listening party that I hosted. So I'm on a high because it's like, rah. I've been trusted to host this listening party. Like I've never been asked by anyone, especially a label as well, to host anything. So I've always wanted to do it. And, I, and it was with my friends, like Hailey and Louie. I can actually say they're my friends mm. and they've helped me a lot. And they probably don't even know it. But um, I was just on a mad high after that. And I thought the album was sick. I was a bit annoyed because people were talking over that, put talking over the album like while it was playing. But it is what it is. And then I've gone to this booking. I've brought my team, so I've got like a team behind damn Shaq's house now. And then we've got to the venue, everything's fine, everything's fine. I've helped this guy, this promoter, I've helped him a lot because he didn't really know what he was doing. He was very green. So, because I've known him for a while, I've helped him out more than I would do with anyone. Do you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. I love to be very hands-on because I handle all my emails myself so that when you meet me, you don't feel like, oh, he thinks he's too good to mm. talk to me. Because that's one thing I feel like this industry has a lot. It's like, there's a massive divide between talent and producer, yeah. and at the end of the day, I used to be a producer, so it wouldn't make sense for me to not handle my emails when I'm a big man, I know how to do that, and it wouldn't make sense for me not to answer the phone because I know how to answer my phone because you just press a button. So like, I've made it, I've done, I've gone above and beyond essentially. Yeah. And then he forgot one of the guys he booked, he forgot who AAA was. Yeah. So he's trying to make AAA leave the artist area. But it, it wasn't it wasn't in a nice way. It was in a very rude, like, who are you? Get out mm. kind of thing. So when I've seen AAA, now AAA's been in the game for years. He's been in for longer than me. He just didn't blow. So he was DJing in secondary school, in yeah. clubs. 
Somehow, I don't know how, but he was. So he's from like Kenny All-Stars generation. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he's my OG. So he's come up to me and said, bro, like, fam, the promoters, whatever. I said, what? Okay, cool, say no more. So we're all sitting down, we're relaxing, we're all chilling. And then there's other people in the room, but I'm not going to bring them into it. But then essentially he, he, like, he comes in, he's putting like, the riders down. I just said, bro, you can't be forget. This is how I'm talking. Like, I'm very calm. I told you. Bro, you can't be forgetting who your DJs are. And his reaction straight away is very like, what, what, what? Like, you know, certain people, they don't like to take like criticism. Yeah, yeah. So he started to react like he was bossing up on me. Like in the end, you can't do that. You can't be like, don't do that to me. That's just you're too much. So instead of me going mad, so I'm still having got to the maddest reaction. Yet. <laughs> so instead of me going mad, I've just looked, looked away. I'm counting to 10 in my head. I said, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. All right. You still going? And everyone in the room saying, bro, calm down, man. Triple A going, ah, you know what? It don't even matter. He's like, no, no. He's poking me, poking me. He still didn't react. Whatever. Things diffused. I stood up and said, bro, just forget about it. He's like, oh. oh. Then, then now he's working overtime now to try and make me feel better now. It's like, oh, do you want this? Do you want that? I said, bro, I'm good. Then, come, gone out, done my set. Now I'm very crazy. So I take off my stuff. Like I take off my top. Yeah, yeah. Everything. So I've taken off my top now. And then I stayed to host Triple A set. So, Bear in mind, I was booked to do an hour. Now I've stayed to do an extra hour of yeah. work because it's my friend. Yeah, yeah. AAA's on deck, so I'm not gonna think about it. I'm just gonna do it. So I stay and I'm hyping up a set. Then one security guard grabs my arm. That's why Visions is canceled to me. Cause it's not Visions, it's whoever's taken over that venue or whatever, but it, whatever. And he's grabbed man like this. I look, I said, huh? He said, put your top back on. He's not even African. I don't know why I did that. It was like a Russian voice. I can't even do that. I'm not even going to try. And I said, in my head, I felt, no, this can't. This must be a movie. So I've just gone, I've taken the mic. I put it down. I said, AAA, I'll see you later. The guys, the, guy, the promoter's trying to go. He's like, shout, shout. I said, no, no, no. But before all of this, because I've skipped in the middle, there's a middle bit. So mm. me, I like to tell stories in a weird way. <laughs> we've gone from the beginning. We've gone to the end. <laughs> but the juicy middle part is someone from Kyra TV tried to come up to me and speak to me. Now, I don't talk to Kyra TV. I don't mess with Kyra TV and I do not associate myself with Kyra TV. And anyone that's listening to this podcast, the views of Damn Shack are the views of Damn Shack, not Alex Manzi or the Dreamers Disease podcast. Just in case, little disclaimer, it's mine. Shaquille Brandon Ego Robinson Adeki, that's my full name. Yeah, they're cancelled to me. They, they ruined my life so for a small amount of time. So when you're coming up to me and trying to talk to me, especially when I'm working and I'm with my team, like, don't chat to me, move away. So I've told him, move bro. But he's not getting it. Mm. And I feel like everyone over there, especially because they're all entitled, people that are not of color, whatever you may think that is. Bro, he's like, no, 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 like, yeah, but I said, if you're Kyra TV, I can't mess with you. I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking, nah, you're taking the absolute piss. Like I've told you nicely even, and I don't need to be nice to you. You're really trying to make me do something that will mess up every, no, let me say it with him, fuck up everything that I've worked hard for. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So my brethren have taken me away. Now at that point, I have not felt that mad before. Yeah. Like, I haven't felt that mad since 
primary school, year six, when a boy called Tyrone was messing with me and the whole school had to try and hold me back. Even Mr. Kelly, the head teacher, from hitting him in his face. Mm. So when that guy did like, I couldn't believe it. Then I'm hearing that he's going into work the next day and telling everyone I tried to fight him. If that's what you think trying to fight is, then you're very, very mistaken, sir. Yeah. Because if I wanted to fight you, your face would have been broken off. I didn't do that. Mm. So that was the level of anger I got to. Like yeah. I went to the back room, did a bit of yelling, ah, and my brethren just made me laugh. And then actually, you know, I'm calm. And then obviously none of them knew like I didn't tell any of my brethren. So to them, it was a shock when I'm explaining the story of what I've been through with them. Mm. And now that even to the point where I wouldn't even go deeply, they were so shocked because I'm a person, I keep a lot of my stuff to myself. Yeah, as much as yeah. I'm very free online, you won't know what's going on with me. I'm also very surface. So if I tell you something's gone wrong, I will tell you a statement. I could tell you, oh, I burnt my hand today. But then I'm not going to tell you how I burnt my hand, where I burnt my hand, who exactly burnt my hand. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you all that information because that's not your business. We're not friends like that. Like anyone, I will tell them anything if you ask me, but it's how deeply will I tell you. Yeah. So in terms of Cairo TV, can we get into that chat? Yeah, yeah. Like, so just to contextualize it for anyone who, like for people who are listening who don't know what Cairo is or mm. what your relationship with them was, you had a show with them yep. called Bad, Bad Canteen, yep, yep. which was your birth child in a way. I would rather distance myself from it. They, I apply like a normal person. Yeah. And okay. essentially I went in for like eight, six or to eight castings. Yeah. Like it was a ridiculously long process because they're not that professional. And then I got the show first before everyone else, but they had already decided who they wanted on. And mm. they basically said, do you sign off on these people? And I said, yeah, sure. They're cool. Mm. But you, you almost became like, the leader of the pack in a way. They were, they were setting me as the leader of the yeah, pack, yeah. but they kind of backtracked on themselves halfway yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So then what what happened? So I got this show called Bad Canteen last year. I was lucky enough to be going viral quite often. So I got really cool with um, I'm Just Bait. Um, mm. So like to the to point where we had this kind of relationship where like, I'd be like, rah, bro, do you find this funny? You'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And next thing you know, it slapped up on his gram and I wouldn't yeah. even know. And my followers are blowing up by a mad amount. And then sometimes it was just naturally happening. Then it got to the point where my Instagram was getting enough traction by itself because I was posting every day that I was just growing that stupid amount. Mm. It was like 100 followers a day, 150 followers a day, mm. 200 followers a day. Like, bro, it got scary to look at my phone because I've been doing, making content since 2012. Yeah. So like to finally be getting recognition for it, it was weird. I didn't mm. know... Like, obviously, you get these weird, I don't know, releases some endorphins or something, I don't know. Well, yeah, it's the, the whole process of social media, isn't it? Yeah. Like releasing all your dopamine. And yeah, that exactly. But so, just before you jump ahead, I, I remember not that long ago us having a little celebratory, like, fist bump because you hit 5K followers or something. Not that followers is everything. It was 10, it was 10. Or was it 10? Yeah. And like you said, you've got 27,000 yeah. women. So, like, it goes to, if you do content in the right way, it, you can have those big jumps, but yeah. obviously it's not, you don't class yourself just because of your followers. Yeah, yeah. but then that was the problem. Last year, everyone only saw me for my followers. Yeah, so yeah. if I got caught on road, especially because the I'm Just Bait audience is usually very young yeah. to an extent. It is a lot of people, but it's mostly younger people. It's kind of like, oh yeah, you're the funny guy with like the four silver canines. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mess with you still. And then they wouldn't follow you. They just knew your face. Yeah. So it's kind of like thinking, wow, but I do all of this stuff. I dance, I do radio, I DJ. Like no one was really bigging me up for that stuff. Mm. Um, and then obviously I went viral on one extra and I thought, ah, oh. everyone kept saying, ah, oh, bro, you're going to get a show. You're going to get a show or you're going to get something. 
I didn't get anything. So I was like, it's fine, it's fine. Like, I know it takes a while or whatever. So then, well, the viral moment, should I say, was the viral moment was me crying because I got my mix played for the first time and I was in the, you was in the studio. Mm-hmm. Mim was the um, presenter covering for Ace. And it was just a very massive moment because I've always wanted to be on One Extra. Um, I've been DJing and putting all my, my all into it. Plus I worked there for almost three years. What well, was it, three years? Yeah, about that. For about three years, um, multiple different roles. So it was kind of like, wow, I've kind of, it felt like I was making that transition to, yo, you're a DJ, bro. Yeah. Like, you're actually a DJ. That's the moment, that, that's what I was thinking in my head. I was like, bro, you're a DJ. So, yeah, and then, and then Honeywood that produces on the Damn Shack team and also just sick, Honeywood Six. Um, he was there filming and then edited the video straight that day. We used to make a vlog called Shack Stories mm-hmm. um, where like the Redden and Leeds moment I had DJing in front of like 10,000 people for the first time and other moments he captured all of them throughout the summer. So it kind of was just mad that we had excelled at such a fast rate because it went from no one in the industry really caring or knowing who I was mm. to there being some form of mm. chatter. And how does that feel like that people are kind of only judging you based on the numbers and the not and not the talent? Um at first it broke my heart. I can't lie. I'm a very sensitive guy. So at first I got mad and I unfollowed bare people. Because it just turned that it just made me feel like rah, everyone only really cares about what the numbers are saying and people are only messaging me about numbers. People are only messaging me going, Oh, look at your likes or look at your followers. Like, no one's saying look at your content. Mm. And it was getting on my nerves. Like, stop coming up to me talking about these numbers because they mean nothing to me because I was broke. So like, like these numbers are not translating into numbers in my account because yeah. I'm still in 800 pound overdraft, bro. Are you helping me to get out of it? No, then move. So yeah, to kind of move me on to the, to the Kyra TV thing, I thought that was going to be the change. Yeah. I really thought that was going to be the thing that made everyone see me as a presenter mm. and a DJ because that's the, the way- they, it was a big platform and it was getting good views from the start and yeah. it was growing. Yeah, so like Kyra TV, I'm never going to give them airtime. I'm not going to talk about what they are. But essentially, they were getting bare views. I was thinking, yeah, I love the content. I said, yeah, this is my time now. Wow, my show. Wow, let's go. Everyone on my team was talented. Like everyone down from the like the videographers, producers. I thought everyone was hard. Then it started now. First episode, banged. We had screenings, everything, like two, like three screenings, brands talking to me. I thought, okay, cool. I'm getting styled. Like they're they're trying to find clothes and source clothes for me to wear. Like in the intro, I'm wearing an off-white jumper, Yeezys and some next bottoms that my director at the time chose for me. I'm thinking, yeah, this is what it must feel like to be big. Do you know Mm. what I'm saying? But then that's it. They just gas you up, player, and you feel like you're big, but then they're treating you like one dickhead. Like, because when it came down to the second episode, they had me cleaning out one shop. Like, we bought a shop, and they made us clean it out some dead bangarang shop. Bro, a mad shop in Woolwich that has rats, mm. mold, fam. Everyone was messaging me saying, no, nah, you didn't really clean out the shop. Like, you must have cleaned a little bit and then like, you know, smoke and mirrors, ha ha, joke. Yeah, yeah. Bro, I cleaned out with my, bro, I hate small spaces. I hate, I can't stand 
dirt. Bro, I have, look at my hands, bro. <laughs> Those nice manicured the hands. The manicured hands. Do you think I like to be around insects and them things? Bro, I used to have to get my mum to kill stuff for me, like spiders. At my big age, up until 20, I was making her do that stuff. So you've got your talent just all feeling uncomfortable. You've got us almost throwing up every day, going home, bro, just looking up. Bro, waking up in the night, getting shivers. Like we found the dead rat. We found, bro, we just found it, bro, a kebab skewer that was just molded off. Just, Ooh. bro, we found a bread that was moldy green. Mm. Like turned moldy, burning. Oh. Like, bro, the smell coming out the fridge, mad. Like, bro, like they left milk in there that had congealed, chicken in there that had almost turned into dust. I dropped it on the floor. It came up, it went up my nose. Bro, I thought I was going to die. Like literally straight away, I was like, <laughs> bro, going outside, almost throwing up. And bro, they're just filming because content. Mm. It just turned into like a reality show. I never signed yeah. up for that. I signed up for a food show because I love food and I'm not a good cook. So I wanted to get better at cooking. Yeah, which was the premise of the that, show. That's what they yeah. pitched to me. So before I signed the contract, that's what I thought. And I sat down with them and this same real guy that's sitting in front of you, I had reached that this point then. Mm -hmm. And I told them, yo, I am going to blow. It's whether you want to help me blow. Mm. And they were like, hey, yeah, we got you, don't worry. I told them about every company and everyone that has messed me over, I'm saying, just don't be that. I know we got you, man. You're, they make you feel like your family, your family. This is this is a family, this is Kyra family. They get you hoodies, you're all wearing the same. Bro, it's a cult, bro. Mm. That's what that was. It was a cult. I didn't even realize man was in a cult, walking around thinking, yeah, I'm cool, I'm in a cult. Do you know what I'm saying? And then I'm shut off from everyone because I cut everyone off. Because no one, when I remember it dropped now, yeah, that I got this show. And obviously I'm in the music industry, but I didn't realize at the time that no one in the music industry knows who they are. Mm. So I'm thinking they're big. In reality, they're not. They're big in that area of YouTube and kind of share, like, subscribe. Mm. But they're not big in the real stuff, mm. like devices and the boiler rooms and the one extras. They're not big in that. So when I'm telling people, no one's knowing it, I'm thinking, rah, but they're chopping like 150,000 views, 200,000 views. Like, how are you not known? Like, 500,000 views, like, how? And then, obviously, the show just started going downhill. From that moment, it just started going downhill. Like, bro, it just started to spiral downhill, downhill. There's bare things in between that happen, but just down, 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 down. They stopped caring about the quality of the show. They stopped caring about coming up with ideas. I was coming in, they was making stuff on the spot. They stopped giving us a full team. They were just, bro, freestyling. Nine too late. How many days a week were you? Bro, sometimes I was working once. Yeah. And I'm broke, remember? Mm. So I'm only making the bills and I got to pay for my own travel. I gotta pay for like the only time you make it back is if you if you travel and then you have to go through expenses and and then it's like it was a long process just to get back what whatever your little tap money is. Then I'm late because I've been filming all day the next that day and then I'm waking up late the next day because I'm trying to try and sort out my DJ stuff that they didn't care about. And so then I have to get an Uber in. So before you know it, I'm only really chopping like sixty pound yeah. in a day. Then we're eating like this dead stuff. Like they stop caring about really what we're eating. And then I have weird eating habits. So it's very hard for me to just eat whatever they're just giving. And then it kind of forced me just to start eating whatever. Mm. Whatever I was giving, I was eating, which is kind of good now because now I just try anything. That's one thing I got from the show. But then, yeah, it just started to turn into one joke, bro. It just started to turn into some clown tomfoolery with bare lies and smoke and mirrors. They tried to control me. I remember I got one job and they were like, nah. 
it got to go through us. Mm. So they were trying to like own you as a as a person, brand or a person. Or like I was like, fam, it felt like oh, man was on the slave trade, bro. It was kind of like dance, mm. whatever you want to do, just do that. What we want to do, you do it. And if you don't do it, they make you feel bad. Mm. Like, oh, but bro, like, I thought it was family, man. Just like one of the guys, he's he reads he reads books about how to get into your head. He told me that. Yeah. He's told all of us that that yeah. that he reads, bro. They want to brainwash you, and they did because I was brainwashed. I didn't realize that I'm just doing whatever they tell me to do, mm. like to an extent. Yeah, like, and I wouldn't understand why I'm not happy, why I don't have any creativity left. And then it hit the fan when I found out something. They were saying something. Actually, to be fair, now I can say it because we're not in the company no more. But my friend was working there. I got honey with a job there. Mm. And he caught them talking. We must use damn Shaq's Instagram more. We must da 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 da. What do you mean he's trying to do this job for ID? For ID magazine that hit me up for an ID color campaign for peas. But it weren't mad peas, but I'm not a model. So I was like, cool. And it was an article. So mm. I was thinking that that's a way for me to push the DJ thing. Yeah, it's also another revenue stream for you, like you said, as part of your what is your business. Amen. So I'm seeing it like that. The way they're trying to tell me, oh no, oh it's gonna look bad because because they they're getting our our talent for cheap. But then you're selling me short. Yeah. So how does that make sense? Then they're putting me in a room, like on a phone call to two people trying to tell me how much they care about me and they love me and that we're we're friends and we'll pay you off not to do it. Mm. They they were saying they will pay me the exact amount not to do it. And bro, I took it. Because I was so brainwashed, I thought, oh, it must be that. They might, they are, no, you know, let me just do it. Let me, like, you know, vice, we're not cool with vice. And it's just, like, how have I now, I've gone from being a person that doesn't care about that stuff. I don't care about none of this, like, passer. I don't care about, no, you don't like this person, you don't, I don't care about that. I cool, I'm cool with people that don't like each other and they just have to accept that I'm cool with them because that's not my business. Yeah. I'm cool with artists that don't like each other. And you know what? I don't care because I care about good vibes only. So when I'm being kind of forced to not like another side, bro, is this primary school? Because that's what it felt like. I'm a grown ass man. I don't care if I'm just 21. I'm a grown ass man for you to be telling me who I can and can't speak to. Yeah. Because my mum don't even do that. So what are you doing? So it felt weird. It, the, the environment turned toxic. So I, I stopped coming in. I started coming in soulless every day. Just, can you shoot that? Yeah. Can you shoot this? Yeah. There's only one episode that I really liked. Mm. Sushi croissants. They let me go out, give out these croissants we made, yeah. Sushi croissants. And obviously that day I bumped into Bear Man I know. Like Poet was in it. Mitch was in it. Bare people that I, I appreciate in the world were just there. Yeah. And, I, and then obviously it's public. I'm very good with the public. So it was, it matched me. So then they're just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Oh, oh, oh. they care about numbers a lot. So they'd be like, oh, this is, oh, yeah. Oh, this is going to get so much good engagement. Oh, oh, yeah. And then they'll look at my account. Oh, yeah, Shaq. Oh, oh, that thing you did the other day on your Instagram. Oh, that's so great. You should do more of that. Oh, you should do one of those for our Instagram stories. No, you yeah, do that for the Bad Canteen Instagram. Oh, no, 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 Shaq. Do it turned into them trying to take anything I, anything I did. Yeah. Almost became theirs instantly. Yeah. I put a story up. I've got all the bosses watching my story and then they reply. Oh, oh, bro. It was getting sickening. Mm. It felt mad claustrophobic. Bro, I stopped using social media like that. Because it felt like if I post something, they're going to tell me it's content for them. Mm. It turned into that. Bro, it's getting into my head, bro. I started to, I thought I was turning insane. Because mm. then everyone that was there, I couldn't trust no one. Anyone in back canteen, no one. And the only reason why I was lucky is because 
I knew my brand. Yeah. When I, it took me a while to get back, but I had a brand before I started. So I already was talking to brands. I worked at BBC for years. I know how to email and speak to people. I know how to have email etiquette. Like, so it's all good. With all that having happened, and obviously quite recently, and where you're at now, like what, looking back on it, like what are the things that you can learn from that whole situation? Don't trust nobody. I don't trust nobody. Mm. No one. Alex, I love you. I don't trust you. I don't trust no one. Not one person. Bro, I don't trust no one. Because you know what? Everyone has the capability to do you wrong. But then at the same time, remember and you know yourself. Because I was forgetting who I was, bro. They pushed me to the brink of the point where. So when I got back from LA, bro, my whole world crashed. They were like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna put the show on rest." Da 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 da. And I was broke. I didn't know what to do, bro. Broke, fam. Broke. No money. Like I didn't know what, bro. And then I got followers as well, and people messaging me about the show. Like I didn't know what to do. I didn't have no one to talk to. I'd cut off everyone. No one would understand. Like no matter how much I tried to tell my best friend, he couldn't even get it. So it was like, bro, you're really alone. So I turned into a waste man, just playing FIFA every day, just on the block. Almost back to like where you were. I've never been there. But I mean, like in terms of before like getting into work or before like nah, your own brand bro I've always been working yeah. before when I was 16 I used to dance full time oh, cool. before that I used to play basketball so I've always never been a waste man so for the first time in my life I was just in my house just playing FIFA I don't even like FIFA like Kayla put me onto FIFA in LA that was the only thing get, uh, getting us through LA so it was like bro I was thinking about suicide and that mm. it's not it's not a game like I thought I wasn't gonna be here and a certain thing happened that made me think, wow, I can't do that. Because that will, that will destroy my family if I do that. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, I was really not in a good place. Like, I had my manager all telling me, oh, well, if you ain't got money, you might as well just do a waitering job. That's the things being said to me, bro. Like, how how is a young person supposed to get back up after thinking they're blowing? Like, thinking, rah, you're really reaching for the skies. Everyone in your area are thinking you've made it. Mm. Fam, it was fucked. So then, after like, just like that, I just, I don't know what happened. I had like one good DJ set. Cause I lost all all motivation to DJ. Mm. All motivation to listen to music. I stopped listening to music cause it felt like work. So I, I, there was like a gap of like two months where I didn't know no music. And then I got like one gig. I got a, a gig for a, a party that I'm a resident at called It's A Vibe. Did that. It was a, like, it wasn't a vibe because <laughs> I, would like I had I, did, I forgot how to DJ. Mm. I lost the confidence to speak on mic. I lost the confidence to be crazy. I lost everything. And luckily, Selector Suave was there, so he jumped on mic and was hyping up my set. I was clanging everything. No dancing behind decks. It's just kind of like yeah, 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 shit. Just getting through it. Going yeah, through the emotions. Yeah. And that was happening for every set. Just going through it. It's winter as well, so there's not that much work around. I'm thinking, oh god, boy, boy, boy. How am I gonna get out of this? And I'm just there, just, just getting by. And then I got another gig and I got another one. I thought, okay. People ain't booking me right now because they actually think after Bad Canteen that I'm one of them influencer DJs that don't know how to DJ. Mm. So now what I have to do is I have to try and get as many sets as possible and really rattle the streets, like the underground level, and it will bleed into the industry. So I started taking less money. Sets for 80 pound, 100 pound, favors here and there, 100, then it built to 150 pound, and then 
it could become to the point where I was DJing like two, three times in Shoreditch. Yeah. All the time. Shoreditch, Dalston. Boom, 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 boom. You probably even saw it on Gram. It just randomly, uh, there's bare sets of just Shaq, Shoreditch, 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 Cargo, Cargo, um, Ace Hotel, Ace Hotel, Ace Hotel, Ace Hotel, birthdays, birthdays. Just any venue in Shoreditch has definitely seen me this summer. Yeah. And it got to the point where everyone was just talking about me. I remember I did one event, I'll never forget, for Nocturnal and Chicken and Beer, yeah? And it was a stage, I was in cargo, and I smacked it up, Afro B was performing. After that, I was like, yeah, nah, I'm back. Then I got Wireless, mm. Grime Daily, did it again, I did it for free. So nah, calm, I'll do it for free, I'll slap it up, I did it last year. So Grime Daily VIP section at Wireless. Bro, jump off. Like, I played Bashment for the first time, like I never usually play Bashment, I'm more of a trap guy, Afro swing, Afro beats. But then I was listening and everyone, every single DJ was playing trap and UK drill and Afro swing. So I said, Bashment, man, pure girls are here. Let me play some Bashment. Madness. Everyone's winding up themselves. Wait, hold on, I just clocked. I'm having bare fun, but this is bare industry here. Mm. So after I slapped it up now, Graham Daly has gone, we need you for everything. Yeah. Then they booked me for the Grime Daily pre-party straight after the back of that. Mm. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, yeah. Then when I'm doing my sets, I'm doing that now. So I remember when I, when I after head, um, House of Various Headline Show, I went Scotch for the first time, which is like basically the new visions. All the young people go there. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 even. That's where everyone's going. That's the lit spot. Thursday, jump off. Shout out jo um, Josh Barnes. You know what I'm saying? And then um, I'm in, I've walked in now and I've seen these two girls and all I've done, yeah, I've gone up to them and I've just done a light flex and I've walked off. And then I actually made friends with them. Like that was, that's my friend, that, that's my best friends now. And then they were giving me this next motivation to see that, so that like being around them, it just felt very just natural. It's just so I'm used to. So it was an yeah. organic relationship and it just, it made me motivated to really just get on the horse. So I just started posting on Gram every day again. Boom, boom, boom. Cause that's how they are. When they're out, photo, boom, outfit up. I was like, I was like, guys, should I post now? They're like, post anytime you want, man. So I started posting at random times now. I post at one, two, three, four, whenever, I don't care. Just slapping content out. Then I started posting two times a day. Then I, then I started making silly videos again. Cause I thought, rah, bun it, man, might as well. So then they gave me the confidence to do that. So I'm making these silly videos. Then I'm doing the DJ videos again. Me and Honeywood had a very big talk because obviously while we was at Cairo, I weren't talking to him because I didn't yeah. trust nobody. And then we've, we've blessed it. He filmed the Grime Daily video, that did well. So we started filming videos again. Filmed the House of Pharaoh show. And then our videos are starting to pop again. I'm like, oh. Then all of a sudden, bro, it just boom. I can't even tell you, bro. I'd, like this whole thing after, afterwards is a blur. Mm. I don't know what's happened. Cause I'm doing things I've always wanted to do. I'm in rooms with people I've always wanted to sit next to. And I've got people on my iMessage that I never thought would be there. Having normal conversations that I would have with my boys back in the day. Yeah. Like people that I'm around now, I can actually say they're my friends. Everyone around me is supposed to be around me right now. Mm. Like big up people like Siam facing the news. Um, my whole team, Kyle Craig, who I've been known for years, taught me radio, taught me how to cut and splice at Brit School. Then after that, we worked at Sainsbury's together, early mornings, 3 a.m. shift, see each other like zombies like this. He owns Waves Party, so he gave me my first residency. Mm. 
Yeah. And then now he's on the Damn Shack team doing events. Mm. He was behind the whole back end of Damn Shack's house. Yeah. Same way Shakiri's my uncle. I've grown up with him from young. He's now my uh, tour slash events manager. Yeah. So like, do you think that all of this has come now because you've, I guess, tuned back into like, just doing what you want to do, like just tuned back into yourself and not trying to like I, do things for other people or... I've never been here before. Mm. This is all fresh to me. Like this is the first time in my life that I'm doing everything for myself. No one else. It's for me. I wake up in the morning for me, everything I do for me. And you know what? I think, yeah, this is selfish in a way, but it's a good selfish. It's like, it's about you, bro. If something ain't happy, making me happy, I cut it out. Anything that doesn't make me happy is gone, no matter what it is. Like, and I think I've learned as well, um, people used to say this statement to me, like, blood is thicker than water, but I don't think that's true. Like, I, I don't think family is classed by blood. Mm. I think my family is the people that have really been in the trenches with me. Yeah. So when man was down and man fought, again, talking about things like suicide and that, certain man helped to get me out of it. And they wouldn't even know that they've done it. Do you know what I'm saying? Just being there for me, phoning me, getting me like someone like Relic that was always linking me and taking me to shows and dropping me home. Like even even when I was not in the mood, like I'll be sitting in the car silent. Imagine me silent, silent, <laughs> yeah. going to events, not dancing, and he's just putting up with it, not saying that he's like, yeah, LaShawn, I'll be there to ring me, be on the phone. It's like Honeywood, as I said, he's been there from all through all of it Kieran my best friend who's a bus driver phoned me in between breaks mm. so it, people didn't even know what was going on but they were just they just knew there was something and they needed to be there mm. do you know what I'm saying did you ever start to open up to them about you know what little... there's only one person that I've, I've like I opened up but then there's a problem I find that when you open up to someone and they don't give you what you want it makes you feel worse mm. now there's only one person in the world that I now open up to and she just makes me feel so much better. I'm not even going to say their name because I don't want anything to be ruined. Yeah. But that one person has changed my life. Mm. Like, I keep saying it's changed my life thing, but, but to a next extent, like where when things are going wrong that are really bad, I think I can't come back from this. I tell her and she won't even realise how much she's made me feel better. Like, so... Now I found her, yeah, I, I feel blessed. Yeah. See what I'm saying? I feel real good. Yeah. And who, who else do you have around you or like that you look up to that inspires you to be like the best version you can be? Poet. Mm. I say Poet's Corner. Um, I say like, all, like everyone to be a Poet's Corner, um, Vuge, uh, Craig Mitch, all of Vibba, to be honest. Especially like Yinka as well. Oh, I love Yinka Says. Um, House of Pharaohs. The whole team. So that's from Mario. Called Nat47. Called Mario Zero. Those people around, man. If I forgot you, I love you. Oh, yeah. Weston. Donch. So let's swerve. Triple A. Feel like everyone that's on my Finsta. So if you're on my private Instagram, <laughs> then you inspire me. Snoochy Shy. Yeah. AG. Yeah. Just a good support network. Just, yeah, man. Everyone that's like, everyone that's around me is inspiring. Like, so inspiring to another level. And they are just, 
They don't just by them just doing their thing, and I see them winning. It think, makes me think I can win more. Mm. Like Billie Eilish, yeah, like it's weird. I feel like she is someone that she, me and her talking DMs, and I find it weird every day. She keeps putting me in her stories, and I keep getting blown up by all of her fan pages. Do you know who Billie Eilish is? No. Billie Eilish is like got six point three million followers on Instagram, right. and she, and it's not about the followers because I know we've been talking about no numbers, but she her voice, oh. Mm. Bro, I was listening to one of her songs today. I was crying in the morning. I have to check her out when I get in. Bro, I'm telling you, you'll yeah. love it. Like, I know you like your music. Yeah. Billy's music, next level. Next level. Yeah. So she is she inspires me. And I think with what I what I'm trying to do, I inspire myself as well. Because I'm achieving things I never thought I could achieve, which then makes me think, rah, I can achieve more. But what I'm saying is, I'm now actually living a diff, completely different way of life that I never thought was attainable. Mm. All your own back as well. Yeah, like I say this to say that when you grow up, you you get brainwashed into thinking that you got to be a rapper to make a good living, and actually blow to an extent. Yeah. But I'm not a rapper. I'm a DJ, and to be fair, back in the day, the DJ was the main person. So I'm trying to take back the power as a DJ mm. and trying to make other DJs realise yo you're powerful too stop making these brands skate over you and book you for a hundred pound because you're worth more than that mm. so yeah and what what if you, if you could like speak to yourself right so before the summer whenever it was that you were kind of having those bad thoughts and feeling that suicidal what advice would you give to yourself I would say everything's going to be alright mm. like it's not necessarily advice, but it's just like, everything is going to be all right. And everything that's happening is happening for a reason. Because everything I went through has made me so much more wiser. 10 times more. I can spot a sheg from a mile away. If you don't know what a sheg is, like, it's like, what, what, how can you explain the word sheg? I feel like Urban Dictionary. Like, um, uh, someone trying to take the, take the advantage. Yeah, like take advantage. Mickey, yeah. yeah, like, because you can, uh, we like to say the word wayward. Because you can spot a wayward person from a mile away. So now, I, now I've got that eyesight, and also I've got the confidence now. Because oh yeah, know your worth, bro. Know your worth, because I didn't. So when people are saying, "Oh, bro, you know, we ain't got the budget," mm. if you can't pay me my price, then the door is there. And the more people that do that the less likely us freelancers are going to get fucked over. Yeah. Because that's the reason why us freelancers are getting all of this rubbish and companies are able to do what they're doing to us because we don't know our worth. So if you know your worth and you understand that you're sick at what you do, you've worked hard to become a practitioner, don't let someone else take that away from you. Mm. Don't let someone devalue you. Don't let someone underpay you. Don't let someone come and, they, and they're like, oh, all expenses paid and all you get is a sandwich. Like, that's dead. Unless you're new. If you're, if you're listening to this and you're fresh in the game and you ain't done anything before, you're going to have to do free work mm. because you've got to build up your you're skill. Yourself out then, do yeah, you've got to yeah. build up your skill and your experience. But then also remember, this is a new generation that even newer, like, newer than me, like where you've grown up now and Instagram, you can see Instagram stories, you can have 4K, 4K cameras, on your phone, like your phone films in 4K, mm. like you can do a whole radio show 
by yourself, like a podcast. But look, bro, you're doing a podcast off your own back. And mm. build, I've watched you build it. I remember when you came up with the idea and concept, yeah. like build a, like you can build your own brand, make yourself your own brand, talk to your friends, make your own team. My team is all my friends. You can do this yourself and you can make bread. Yeah. And then you break bread, bread with your brethren so they can eat and then they can break bread with their brethren. And then next thing you know, it's all of your friends sitting at the round table. Yeah, and I think it's important as well to to know that if you do do that and want to do that, it does come with a lot of hard work. It's oh, like yeah. You just do it and it's like... No, no, it's there. not. There's time and effort and yeah. you know, there's a craft to it as well. You know? I, I did a whole BBC production apprenticeship. I did work at Strictly Come Dance and It Takes Two for three months and I hated it the whole time. And I kept telling the apprenticeship and I was forced to stay and I kept banging it. Working long hours running as a runner from the bottom. Yeah. Moved to one extra and it got harder because there weren't that many people that really cared about one extra at the time. So I was running around. You was running. Bro, we was at some next, bro. You was doing bare social stuff. I was just coming up with visual ideas. Boom, 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 boom. Trying to grow the, the subscribers. Trying to grow the subscribers. So that was a lot. I was working a load of late nights. I was leaving that building like at 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Like starting at 11. Like, I know I was 18. Like, I, I was doing a lot of stuff even stuff I won't mention I was doing a lot while balancing radio while trying to learn how to DJ at one point I was on the road with Charlie Sloth I was doing mm. so many things at one given time still trying to dance here and there fam I wasn't sleeping I was in a long relationship three and a half years at the time and then obviously you got to put effort into your relationship bro this is easy right now because I actually only have to care about myself and my brand. Mm. At that time, I had to care about their brand, my brand, everyone else, everyone else's feelings, industry, some industry stuff. That's what I call indi like any like passer industry stuff. I call it industry, some industry stuff. I had to care about all that stuff. So yeah, it's definitely hard work. This ain't easy, man. And it's definitely going to, you're going to get eaten up and spat out if you ain't got a hard chest. Because this ain't like there's gonna be some lows. Sometimes you're gonna look at your account and say, "Why the hell am I here?" Yeah. Like sometimes you're gonna go to work and you're gonna get one boss that's just taking the piss, and you're not gonna be able to do nothing because he's above you, or she's above you, because everyone can be a boss. Yeah. Also, I think like from what you've just told us, like your journey, your story, you've actually come out of that really hard time, that dark place, stronger. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So like it. There is value in those times. Oh, definitely. Because you, you, you are going to be up against it a lot of the time. You are going to get the, the knockbacks, the rejections, the, you know, people trying to take advantage, whatever it is. But through that w or with that comes strength because like you said, you learn from it and you can look back on it and you can notice next time when that might be happening. Yeah, you yeah. must avoid it. And you, you do come out stronger. You know what I mean? And I think that's so important. I think people forget that. Mm. It's like when you have those hard times everyone just thinks i want to give up like why am i doing this what's the point but actually the point is what's on the other side of that time mm. it's trying to see that light and trying to find that that moment for you to like definitely bring you back in yeah you, ha you have to keep pushing mm. you have to like you've hit the nail on the head and i think once now i've gone full circle i've come back it's like now, when someone is hitting me up and they are being disrespectful, I don't take it personally anymore. Mm. And that doesn't rattle in my cage and it doesn't ruin my day. It's like, okay, cool. That's fine. Let's move on. So, 
yeah, it's made me a lot stronger and a lot, a lot more open to. Well, not open to, but just looking at things a lot more deeply. Yeah, and really knowing, do I want to do this? Is this right for me? No, it's not. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I say it. Okay, but what you were saying earlier about knowing yourself, knowing your your value, your worth. It's all. That's included it. within that, right? Yeah, definitely. Everything that I do has to be authentic. Everything, yeah. everything. Every event I do, anytime I step out the house, everything I do has to have authenticity running through it. Mm. Even if I eat at a place, I've got to want to eat at a place. Yeah. And I think, like, even for me, that's what I'm like. Yeah. Like, if I feel like I'm not doing something that serves me and who yeah. I am, I feel it straight away. And, like, even with quotes I put on Insta or, like, videos I make, or people I want to interview. If I don't feel like it's right for me, I won't do it. Mm. And the times where I have, I've kind of felt like, oh, I'm not sure about that. Mm-mm. Like the videos I make, for example, will only be things that I think about or the quotes that I put up will only be quotes that I've either been on my mind or I've seen elsewhere that yeah, yeah. have related to me. And I think, oh, actually, that's cool. I'm going to post that because that's like a bit yeah. of me. And I think that's true with, it has to be like that. Otherwise you, you do end up in that place of, doing things for other people yeah. for trying to serve different purposes that aren't yours and if you're doing that that's where you get that I guess feeling of like lost or like you lose your self-worth isn't it yeah definitely and that's when you that's when you get to the place that I was at where I was depressed mm. like you're gonna just dig yourself a massive hole if you don't do serve yourself mm. and serve your soul and feed your soul yeah you know what I'm saying that's the main thing yeah so obviously name of the podcast dreams disease um so to me there's two meanings behind it one of the meanings is dreamers disease is someone who's living their dreams and is addicted to living it out and on the flip side it's the disease of dreaming that causes us to live unhappy lives because we don't take that action towards those dreams that's deep serving our purpose like we were just talking about if you could summarize what the dreamers disease means to you what would it be I feel like Dreamer's Disease first. If I don't bust this one, everyone's going to be like, ah. Dreamer's Disease is definitely Stormzy's mixtape. Yeah, of course. I always shout that out. That's for, yeah, of course. Uh, and then the next one would be, just know to get to your dreams, you ha- there's a possibility that you're going to definitely get a disease. Okay, yeah. In a sense of, Bro, you might get sick, bro. Like yeah. this, like it's gonna mash you up to get yeah. there. Like if you really think that you're gonna get to that point where you see people like Michael Jackson and Michael Jordan and them man there, and you want to be a legend, oh yeah, fun, rich, all famous, and yeah. you think it's gonna be easy, kid? Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna get a very harsh reality. Yeah. Well, I'm saying that because you've mentioned Michael Jackson, uh, sorry, Michael Jordan. You know, crying meme, mm. the crying face. Yeah, yeah, that came from like his inauguration at his college, I think, or like into the Hall of Fame or something. And basically, the reason he's like crying during that speech is because he mentioned all of the times that have gone against him mm. to get to where he got to. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's an imp- like you know really touching it being an important part of the journey is like those highs, extreme highs will come with extreme lows, but the extreme highs will come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's actually a very good way of putting it. The, the bigger like the high, someone told me, the bigger the high, the the harder the fall. Yeah. Because you're going to be mad up. Like, it's like, um, I like to think of it, like, in my head, every time I think, 
of uh, stealth mm. at Fort Park. It's like, you're, you're mad high up, man. You blow up quickly, yeah? You're going to come back down <laughs> the same height. Yeah. So you have to know that that ride can start again. Mm. So don't worry. If you stay in the seat, you can go for that ride again, but just know you might fall again mm. unless it breaks down and you're stuck at the top. Yeah. Hopefully it breaks down and you're stuck at the top at some point. Yeah, like that. And then for you, what would you say is your ultimate happiness goal? Um... I guess that's a hard one. I'm already happy. I don't really have any goal. As long as me and my friends are all right, I'm good. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm actually all right. Like, as, long as, as long as my friends are reaching and they're, they're powering through and doing what they love, because I'm doing what I love right now. Mm. So how can things get any better? Like, like what is better than this? Because mm. every time I wake up, it's a blessing. I do what I want every day. If I say I want to go and eat, I eat. I've mentioned eating a lot. But I love eating. If we want to DJ, I put on another damn Shaq's house, sold out in four days. Slam. Um, so, yeah. Sick. I like that. It's beautiful. Um, all right. Well, look, thanks for the time, man. Appreciate it. Thank uh, you for having me. Sorry no. for cancelling you the other day. It's good. It's good. Um, we, we made it happen eventually, which is the main thing. Um, but yeah, appreciate the time. Before we sign out, can you let people know where they can find you online? and keep up to date with your movements. Calm, if you want to find me, it's very easy. My name is Damn Shaq on everything. At Damn Shaq, spelled the normal way, not the I'm a mess way. D-A-M-N-S-H-A-Q. One more time, D-A-M-N-S-H-A-Q. That's Twitter, Instagram. Don't really use Twitter that much. Feel like it's a negative place. So I use Instagram a lot. More positive people. And also you'll see more of my business there. Also, if you want to keep up with the events, that's Damn Shaq's house. So I'm not going to spell that out. Feel like you can spell that yourself. Um, and then also there'll be another Damn Shaq's house happening next year. Exclusive information there. Also, we're going to be dropping a Shaq Stories event. Nice. We can come and I'm basically going to do exactly the same thing I did here for yeah. a group of 30 people. Nice. It's going to cost five pounds. So yeah. That's dropping real soon. I'll come to that for sure. Make sure, um, man. But yeah, man, look, keep on the path you're on. I love seeing you winning and back to being the Shaq that I know. Thank it's you, man. Sick. Um, and yeah, thanks again for the time, man. It's been bro, great. thank you. It's been a pleasure. I, I made it to the podcast. I remember, <laughs> bro, I remember he was like, when, when Reese came on it, he was like, oh, yeah, bro, nah, you're not ready yet. You're not ready yet. Now I'm ready. Yeah. yeah <sighs> I needed to see you back to yeah. like this shack. That's yeah, it's true, it's true, it's true. It. I'm here. I could see it from afar. That's <laughs> good, man. Thank you. So there we have it, guys. That was Shaq's story. And as I said at the beginning, Shaq clearly had a few things that he wanted to get off his chest and he actually mentioned it to me heading into the interview um, and I was cool with it, you know, it's a platform for people to talk about what they want to talk about but I think the important message to take away from that was the way he spoke about, you know, knowing your worth and not allowing people to make you think otherwise but also that importance of having a solid network of people around you so when you are feeling and going through these tough times you have people that you can turn to or will help you get out of it and that is so important so thanks again for listening if you do want to connect with me or get in touch online then you can hit me up on insta or twitter at i am alex manzi but for now make sure you go out there and chase your dreams This podcast is produced by Unedited.